Hey everybody, I just wanted to pop in before the episode started to give a big shout out to Karen and Ryan for being amazing guests on this podcast. Also, I wanted to tell everybody to make sure you check out all of the links in the description below. These are all amazing organizations and different Instagram accounts that are giving out some real important information on what's going on in Jersey City. So let's get started with the episode. What do you think this city could do to make sure that we get like a proper turnout for this election? Because I'm not Stacey Abrams. <laughs> like she really was doing her thing, right? I don't, how do you think we could kind of get to a point where there's a lot of people voting and becoming aware of what's going on? Because right now I don't really don't have a solid strategy. Um, I feel like like the most pertinent thing that that needs to happen i feel like people need to become more aware mm-hmm. of um what's going on around them um and noticing that they do have power to change certain things um especially if they come together um so that could like apply to things like voting or it could apply to things like organizing tenants um to kind of like go against slumlords can even come the thing where you own, own your community policing yourselves you, you know you're you're educating your own youth making sure you everybody's staying safe um, so people really need to, to like be, um, reaffirmed of their power. And I feel like they need to, cause a lot of the things like we talk about on here, like aside from like shootings and stuff, people don't know what's going on. Yeah. People are not in tune with, they don't got full ups name, you know, no, they don't got the Google alerts on full up and what she's doing. They don't know about the backdoor deals. What they do know is that a building's up and that's it. They know when it's up and when it's done, they don't know that's been voted on. They don't know. They don't know what's going on in these meetings. They don't know where the tax money's going. Um, they don't know none of that. So it's like there needs to be more. There needs to be some some groups of people, some people, um, and like someone or something just to, to get this information to like to the people that it, that uh, need to hear it, mm-hmm. um, so that they know that two million of their tax dollars went to paying civil lawyer fees on police brutality police misconduct in jersey city like last year alone um, just like just settlements that's crazy so people people would learn that then they'll be like yeah defund the police <laughs> right because <laughs> they're taking my tax dollars that's why my street's not fixed that's why i got no parking you know what's going on on a national level but you don't know what's going on in the local level within your city and you don't know who the politicians are. People don't know who their ward people are. I'm pretty sure if I go downtown right now on my block and like, do you know who Solomon is? Like, who the fuck is Solomon? <laughs> They're not going to know. Um, and I think that really plays into Philip's favor that people are just kind of like unaware. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he wants. So is I feel like it's something that we really need to... People, that's why That's why we were talking about... Um... It's a lie, because his face is everywhere. Yeah. He has the time and the money, the resources to go door to door to to canvas. And people also kind of recognize it. When you recognize somebody subconsciously and then they come to your door, you're like, oh, I'm going to vote for this guy. Right. There needs to be some sort of like more on the ground campaign. So people really um, believe in electoral politics. There needs to be some sort of on the ground campaigns where people are like advocating for these people. Like you got to advocate for these people amongst your friend groups. You gotta let people know, and that's like the hardest job. It's like 
being being nobody trying to talk to people on the street let them know what's going on in the neighborhood mm-hmm. and whatnot i hate that it has to be this way but considering the fact that it's a similar trend that we're seeing worldwide it's just that i just feel like a lot of it has to come down to us younger people you know just <laughs> it's always us <laughs> right so so it's us so it's gotta be us but like like ryan like you were saying like just being more aware and i feel like the younger people like you know we tend to or at least growing up we left like politics and things of that nature to like our parents and like those that's for older people or whatever the case is and like so some people now, like they're our age, a little bit younger, a little bit older, and they still don't see themselves as like, you're older now, like now it's time for you to care. Like they don't see themselves as that. So it's something they still may like ignore or like, okay, yeah, that's for like the older people not realizing that we're the older people now. And I feel like we just have to continue to bring more awareness and we have like far more powerful tools now, like social media. Look at how many, um, infographics go around daily that's how a lot of people find out about things that are happening worldwide is through those infographics that we're reposting and stuff like that so i feel like for us like you said like educating our friend groups talking mm-hmm. with like it's just it should just be something that like you can talk with your friends about it shouldn't be something that like oh like oh we don't really talk about that that's boring okay like it maybe but like this is our city and this is like the future of our city and i feel like a lot of people younger people like us are not focused about here because a lot of them want to leave they don't plan on staying here so for them <laughs> it's just like well i don't care what happens because in a few years when i save my money i'm out of here i'm going this place i'm going that place so it's just like they don't care now so i just feel like getting us all which is extremely hard but trying to get us as much of us as on one page as possible and aware of what's happening i feel like would definitely make the difference because once we know you see how we show out for stuff that we are supporting like you see how we come so i feel like us just knowing better and then educating our parents because some of my parents some of our parents like one they just don't care they've been here so long that they're just a lot of them like for me for example my parents they are aware of what's happening though but for example for me they plan on moving back home in a couple of years or whatever the case is and that may be the case for a lot of foreign parents so a lot of them too yeah. like i don't care either i ain't gonna be here in a couple of years whatever the case is so i just feel like trying to get everyone to understand like yeah i know you want to leave in a couple of years but like let's while you're for, here <laughs> right like while you're here and for the sake of people after you who will still be here the younger ones the ones who don't want to leave like can we care just a little bit? Can we help preserve a little bit? Let's slow down this pace of change so that if you ever do decide to visit or for the sake of people who are still going to be here, we still have something here. Yeah, that's a good point. Cause there's always people that move out and then come back and be like, well, look at how much this city changed. What's going on right. in my city? Well, your ass left and you didn't <laughs> do any damn thing. You didn't look yeah. back. You left and did not look back. <laughs> You yeah. sat up here and complained, and then things changed, and you're still complaining. Yeah. But you, you while you were here, you didn't do anything different. You didn't vote. You didn't do shit. Right. <laughs> you bought a house in the burbs. Who do you think left that house? 
The person went <laughs> right to the city. <laughs> Took your house. <laughs> swap places. So I just really hope that there is a turnout. And I want to also give a shout out to like the different Instagram accounts that have been killing it. Like uh, like Hummus JC have been killing it. Their followers are going up every single day. I think they just hit 7,000, almost, <laughs> almost at 8,000. Doing the damn thing. We also have Jersey City Born and Raised, who is out here, you know, spreading the gospel as well. And just the memes and the funny shit, which I think is what catches our attention. Um, mm-hmm. And then also Black Men United, of course, are just out here killing it, too. So there is a, a couple of really great Instagram pages and organizations that are doing the work. And that's why I think it's going to be if even if we don't necessarily get the people out that we need to, I still feel like it's going to be a better turnout than it has been in years. <laughs> I, I think it'll be a, a bigger turnout for sure. I think so. Even if it's not substantially bigger, it's going to be um big enough. And for the people who refuse or like uh, the refuse, the word refuse has bad connotation. But for the people who don't believe in electoral politics and don't believe that electing someone's actually going to ever amount to any change then you have to recognize like what what can you do who can you tap in with on the ground level um that's going to help bring the changes so don't mind my bird in the back if you hear him who's going to bring the changes <laughs> <laughs> who's going to bring the changes that you want to see like the like the the the, the community fridges tap in with those mm-hmm. tap in with people who are doing clothing drives tap in with people who are doing anti-violence work um tap in with people who are who are doing um after school things for the kids, um, tap in with all those people. There are people doing the work in in a, in a whole bunch of different ways in a, in a number of different communities. So if you don't think like a councilman is going to come in and do something, then you need to organize. If you don't want people building on your property, you need to organize. You know, because Period. something's going to have to, someone's going to have to give if you don't feel like voting. Because um, voting, that's only part of the work too. Because like. A councilman can only do so much in that seat too. Then they still passing. Oh yeah, two percent. Then there's the zoning housing. boards, and then there's all the other stuff that a lot of people don't know about. I don't even know if you vote for a zoning board, like, is, or is that just something that's appointed? We don't oh, yeah, know. Yeah. So you it's know? like you gotta tap in with ways in which you you can um, develop. But I don't think we have we have strong communities, but we don't have strong enough community here. That's like tight enough to be like, yeah, we we got, you know what I'm saying? That's how gentrifiers come in. Yeah. And I think that also speaks on the segregation in the city as well, right? We're all strong within our own communities, but I really don't give a shit about what's going on over there. Um, I don't give a shit what was going on <laughs> with the with the Arabs over there or the Indians up top. I don't give a fuck about what's going on over there. But with my niggas down here, I care about what's going on. So that's just really speaks on the segregation within the city as if, if we all just were to come together, which ideally like in, in theory it sounds great, but do I really think it's going to happen? No, not really. (laughs) And this is, and it could be small communities too. It could be like, you know what? We got a block of apartment buildings. Let's come together. Yeah. Yeah. Cause all our landlords aren't doing the job. I just think that, like you said, Ryan, like, even if you don't think that one particular councilman or whatever can do something, there are people who are out there actively doing something, regardless of the people who we put, who we thought were going to do something. There are still people, you know what? They're not moving fast enough for me. They're not doing enough for me. I'm going to do it on my own. So like, you can still help out without the need of these council people. Yeah. Yeah. Tap in with Solidarity, Jersey City. Um, They're also doing the work on the ground. 
so many we just named a good amount of like different organizations i'm going to link everything in the description of this podcast so make sure that you check out all these amazing organizations and instagram pages um and just donate if you can uh get involved if you can it's all very very important so now that we are done eating the city up let's talk about some fun things but we have had some really good times in Jersey City. So I want to know, like, what are some fun times that you have had while you're here? Um, I'll go first. Because let me tell you something. If y'all would have known me in high school, I was uh, I was one of those good boys to, like, the parents. But behind the scenes, I was doing a whole bunch of fuck shit. Um, and one of my most favorite memories will always be, like, going to the mall, going into the parking lot, doing shit that you're not supposed to be doing. And just having fun. You know, like those days at Newport where you just chill and, you know, just have your friends be loud as hell. That's like some of my most favorite (laughs) memories of being in the city. Also, Sherman Oaks (laughs) and the skating little area over there, because that's where all the men were at. Hallelujah. Um, I'm sorry if you can hear Mr. Softy in the back. I mean, oh, his ass is out here, too. So, um, yeah, I love, love that question because, you know, get to have some positive nostalgia. I feel like I remember a lot. So one of my favorite things that I used to love growing up is our block parties. We do not have block parties. In the parades. Yes. Like, I vividly remember my street being closed off music like just great time everybody up and down the street just and it was like a, a like a often thing it wasn't like oh once in a blue moon. like every every summer there was a block party like that used to be so much fun and honestly the street that i live on is literally right up the block from lincoln park so i spent a lot of my summers in lincoln park um i'm like all lincoln park out like i'm just now starting to like re-enjoy like you know go down there a few times when it's nice and just walk around because like i'm telling you when i say years went by when i just would not step foot in lincoln park i'm like enough enough i've spent enough summers there like i'm tired of that damn park but you know like now like as i'm older it's nice to go back now and like enjoy it for like the tranquility because because when I was younger, it was just like, yeah, everybody's at the park. Let's go have fun. Let's go do this. And now it's like I'm enjoying it for different reasons. But I feel like one of my favorite things for sure that I remember is about parties. Oh, my gosh. And parties here in Jersey City and parades lit. Like the Puerto Rican parade show out every single time. No matter how many times they try to change it, change the location, it still shows out every single time. And the Caribbean yeah. parades are stupid lit, too. Jersey City... We show out for a party now. That's one thing. I guess if that's a way to get everybody together for this summer, there you yeah. go. A function. I need to tap in with those, with the parades. I was in, I was mostly a, in the house person. You know, that's how I grew up. But when I was out, Persian field, playing ball, watching the park, playing ball. Or just, this like, I, I live for like, a, like, a, just sitting on the stoop. Mm. Sitting yeah. on the stoop with my friends. Yeah. Um, chilling at like just the park or like I'll even like even just walking home like this is even more recent like just being able to like when I was going to school in the city going to shows in the city walking from Journal Square to the Heights 
it's a it's a bit of a it's a long it's like a 20 minute walk but it's a yeah, beautiful walk yeah <laughs> just like it's just like you get to enjoy the city you know what i'm saying it's like oh like every you take a new you take a new route every time you go home yeah. cut a different block over and it's like oh this yeah, is nice i mean you, you really took a it. whole lot of different routes that's that's uh, <laughs> that's a walk oh my god <laughs> I mean, I personally probably <laughs> go on that one, but I, I believe you. I believe you. But you know, I used to pull the same shit, though, because when I was playing tennis for Ferris, um, I would deadass walk from Ferris and walk all the way to Lincoln Park. And that's a walk because you're going up that fat ass hill and then you're yeah. going down that fat ass hill. But it was it was fun when you had your friends because then you get to sightsee, talk shit. You get and as yeah. you're doing all that, you're cutting through so many different communities, right? You're going, you're cutting through the um, Pakistani community. Then you're cutting through the Egyptians. You're going through um, the Asian communities, and it's just a great thing to see. Um, the walk, though, my fat ass was whew, out of breath. I personally don't think I like any of my friends enough to take such a walk, <laughs> but like we can chat on the bus and we will see as much as we can see that the bus passes by, but oh no, no, yeah. Mm, no, but I believe, I believe you. I believe it was, Listen, it was, it was a moment. It was a moment. I don't think I'll do that. I don't think I'll pull that shit at 22, but when I was 16, it was cute. That Montgomery Hill, like, yeah, you're a trooper. You are a trooper. That's what I'll say. And by the time you hit St. Peter's, you're like, you were, we're still walking. <laughs> we are still walking. Right. Oh. Uh. Yes, there, there has been some real great memories. And I think that's when the culture really shows itself, uh, like during those during like the parades and parties and stuff, because I feel like most of the time it's somewhat peaceful. Like we're just people just getting along, eating food and just cutting up and dancing and doing, dancing with everybody. Like it's it's really fun. So I really hope we get to bring that back and um, hopefully like probably more cultures. I don't know. Why not? There's another excuse to party. I haven't publicly spoke about it, obviously not, but I definitely did feel super inspired. I don't know if anybody watches Insecure, yeah. but love that show. And if you watch Insecure, the episode when Issa had her block party, when she finally was able to pull off her event, I don't know what it is that I, when I was watching that episode and it all just kind of felt like in sync for me because I was also in an event planning class mm -hmm. and our final project was like around the same time that that literally the day that that episode aired, I was like working on it. And like, we had to do an event and we could choose whatever we wanted. And I was just like, all right, I'm gonna do like a block party or whatever the case is, because I genuinely enjoy music. And that was one of my favorite parts of block parties. So watching that episode, I kid you not, like, I watched it probably, like, three times within, like, a day. I don't know what it was, but I was just, like, this, this is, like, it was just dope to see. Because, like, if you were watching the show, you saw how much she struggled to make that block party happen. And then, like, when everyone was there, just vibe and it was a good time before shit got hot. But, yeah, like, it was a good time. And I was just, like, yo, I would love to, like, recreate something like that just for like my city. Cause I remember like, like I said, that was one of my favorite things growing up. So I would love to do that. Definitely felt inspired. Mm -hmm. And I would say that someday 
your girl would like to make that happen. So yes, <laughs> black sure. parties were so dope. Like they would literally have bouncy houses, funnel cake, like just on a block for no random, just for any what random is- reason, right? Just to have one, like. You know that Italian festival that happens downtown? Yeah. yeah. That shit is lit. And when I tell you everybody <laughs> pops out for the white folk. Yes. Oh, is any excuse to eat uh what's the, <laughs> the sausage hot dogs they be making? Now you know that shit is yeah. fire. That's the most fire thing I have ever eaten in my entire life. And the um the Ze- was it Zeppolis? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> mm. I'm sweating because no, because the Italian festival is always on my birthday. My birthday is in August, and they always have it on my birthday. So when I tell you, I make it my mission to go and go see like That's the Italian folk. Hello, like, how are you? People doing? gentrifying. They're not even bringing that culture. They're not even bringing. Yeah, they're taking away the <laughs> Italian shit too. <laughs> Damn, like not even the white people can have nothing. Like you just taking <laughs> taking everybody shit. Like. <laughs> <laughs> also, what would you say is like an is an iconic Jersey City area? I would say Dead Man's Tunnel. Um, I, That's I definitely think a I, specific group of friends that you had <laughs> that's chilling in Dead Man's Tunnel. Listen, I only been there once, right? Never, My friends did frequent it because a lot of them they lived in the Heights, so I guess that was like yeah. whatever they decided to go. They want to go to Dead Man's Tunnel. Was it my cup of tea? But the amount of tea that was spilt about what's going on at Dead Man's Tunnel, I'm gonna let y'all have that one. That's an iconic area. I'd say I've never been. I'd say for my area, I'd say Mosquito Park. Um, Not for me personally, but when you just look at it, first of all, sledding winter long. Sledding, the gazebo, people siphon crazy. (laughs) <laughs> it's just a very just too many mosquitoes over there like literally that's such a jersey city spot it is what about you in my Pam? area i didn't mean, said it already lincoln park i mean literally my street so i think everybody has a story about lincoln park yes like, so <laughs> i mean yeah that's all i gotta say lincoln park there you go mm-hmm right there oh iconic you know what else <laughs> my mom said it said this to me the other day she was like you remember pizza hut on 440 and i said that place used to be it yes i have that a bunch of photos it. family albums there's photos of us sitting up in the pizza hut <laughs> like... it was it was a raggedy ass pizza hut too so that's how you know Ooh. the pizza was good the place ain't <laughs> I... raggedy it reminds me of I think a meme I saw. I think it was earlier today. It's just like <laughs> the worse, like the worse the customer service is, or the way the way the place looks, the better the food is. And I'm just like, honestly, seasoning. If they don't disrespect you, then the food's not good because yeah, like the Spanish place around the corner, like um, who's whoever I forget who grandma that was from McNair. Yes. Somebody's grandma just cooking food in the basement. Rosa. <laughs> they changed it to like a different Spanish spot now, but yeah, now it's just a taco her. spot, but. Yeah. She oh, the fed, one that's downtown you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. She fed me there for many years. She held it down. Girl, she fed my ass. Okay. I didn't even go to McNair. Right. And honestly, I wouldn't know that because I didn't go there. So, but yeah, she fed that area. <laughs> that area, you know, when I would visit my friends because I was homeschooled just in case anyone didn't know. 
Right. You said that. And you just claimed McNair. You're funny. I did not. My friends. When I would go visit my friends who went to McNair, I know she fed them. But as a homeschooled child, yes. Yes. I really okay. One day we need to go out. I don't want to talk about your homeschooled life because what the hell, girl? (laughs) So I think it was lit. I mean, I had a good time. Oh wow! I mean, at least you didn't have to deal with like. Well, neither neither of you really had to deal with like the public school system, the public public school system. Yeah, because Ferris, Snyder, Lincoln, and Dickinson, an experience going to those high schools is is an experience, right? Like it's is interesting. I think Ferris got it the worst. People always want to talk about Lincoln and Snyder and them, but Ferris, it was just so it was just literally nothing but foreign people. <laughs> it was just nothing but just imagine watching the Dominicans and Egyptians fight every fucking day. Both of you, two delusional groups of black folk just arguing. For what reason? I love that. Two delusional group of black folks. And I'm just and here goes the black kids just looking at them like Okay. <laughs> this is what, we're supposed to be the ones getting rowdy, right? No, it was right. them. Like they were over here knucking and bucking every other day, going up the hill fighting, and then don't let the um what's the name gets involved, the uh, cause there's a distinct difference. When the Puerto Ricans get involved in shit, move. Don't even <laughs> don't even bother. Let them do their thing. <laughs> McNair, it, it was I too was homeschooled. No, <laughs> it was it was like it's just one of those things. It's like you got too many people with a certain air about them. Um, a lot of them knew each other. I came into McNair knowing one and a half kids. <laughs> like the other kid, I knew she she had transferred to my middle school like halfway through the year. Like my last two years, I didn't really talk to her. I came in with somebody I knew but wasn't really close to. Um, so. They didn't know nobody else in there. Um, and then you just got like, it's too too small. Too small. It's like mm. it's living on a spaceship. You live on mm. a spaceship. Everybody's got drama with somebody. It's like I was removed from most of it. Um, but it was still like the, the, the existence of it, I'm against entirely. The existence of a school that's public that um, basically tells all the other schools that they got dummies public but not for no public. reason yeah it's like and you got people in there that's like who's lying on the application to get in who thinks it's an affirmative action issues who thinks do you remember that, that bullshit thing that they did i think i don't know if they did at your middle school but when i was um in middle school and you know obviously applying for high school they were like um oh like McNair is 20, 20, 20, 20, right? Like it's 20% black, 20% white, 20% Hispanic, 20% Asian, 20% other. And I'm just like, oh. <laughs> oh, really? So when I, and I remember going to high school and then seeing like the actual demographic of McNair and I said, 20, 20 something my ass. Yeah. <laughs> you know. The you sprinkled in a couple of, of Negroes and I said, okay, that's what the 20%. Uh, yes yes those based on what i heard everything ryan said is accurate based on what i've heard from other people's experience personally i mean i wish i could say more but you know homeschooled so (laughs) wait were you homeschooled by way of mcnair as in like is that where you got your curriculum from 
no affiliation to that facility whatsoever. <laughs> Where or how that rumor started, it's really beyond me, but you know, homeschooled by way of school at home. I don't really want to put out where I went because, you know, they're low key kind of thing. So they're not looking for too much attention. So I would name drop, but no, but I've heard a lot about that place, name McNair. Um, everything you said was accurate. That fake, you know, elitism, the lying on the apps for school and suddenly- the majority of the kids would be crackheads. And, <laughs> and you know, one of the things that I hated, <laughs> that I genuinely hated was that like fake, like this whole elite and putting them on this pedestal, like you guys are the best in the city and this and that and that. And I'm just like, what? Yeah, because, that makes sense. Like, and it's like even like the like you you get the supposed best in the city and they fail two classes and you're like gotta kick them out. It's like clearly right. like you you had you had right. faith in this person. You fail two classes, bye. Go to your home. Wait, school. Is that really what it is? Yes. If you fail two classes, you get kicked out and you go back to your home school. That's why my friend got kicked out of fucking McNair. That makes so much sense. Uh, it was I never put two and two together. It was a wild time because, and to me, off record, cause you know, dibble dabble. If you ask me in person, I'm gonna tell you, I never went to that place, but sometimes, you know, I go back and forth just to explain certain things. But like, for me, like I went to Academy One. So McNair was legit just like the, the, an Academy the One. The pipeline. Right, <laughs> right. And then, so that, it was like, Academy One Part Two, just with the other Academy Ones, which was MS4. So, and to me, like, and I always hated that. I never liked that because when I got to Academy One, they started with that bullshit, the whole like, you're the best in the city. You guys are the smartest in the city. And then going to McNair, you guys are the best in the city. I'm just like, first of all, like, let's cut that shit out. Like, what exactly are we measuring best and smartest by? Like one stupid ass test, like, and genuinely, I don't know how my ass got in because Listen, I never felt like I was like, I went to school like there's so and I hate that because there's so many smart kids. I'm sure there was a lot of kids who did not go to McNair that were far smarter than half the population there. So really, when you try to come up with this whole like you guys are the smartest and the best, I hated that because I don't like the idea of trying to create this perfect school and perfect place that's a public school still amongst other public schools. Cause then like, then that also starts to drift between other public schools because it's just like, oh, they think that they're all that. And some of them in that school generally did think that they were all that. Like they had one, you couldn't tell them shit. I'm in McNair. Oh yeah, I didn't did it all. Like, and it was just like, what a time to be alive. And I'm glad I didn't go there. For the people who did go there, I mean, <laughs> God Did y'all really have to wear them hot ass suits and ties and shit? No one. Yeah, pretty much. Really suffered? The guys. Ryan can speak on that because they're the ones who really had to suffer with that dress code because the girls could kind of like, there was like cracks that you could go through to avoid it. But the guys, yeah, prison. Yeah, imagine like running around in gym and they have to put a tie on and then walk up four flights of steps. 
like, well, you ain't never thought about saying fuck it and let me just go to Dickinson. It would have been. I wanted to go to high tech. Um, <gasps> oh, I did too. And then I was just like, <laughs> like <laughs> so did I. <laughs> and it's like once I was in it, it was one of those things like I didn't want to go there. But once I was in it, I was just like, four more years. Same thing with college. It was like four years. I'm out of here. Like I got, I got things I want to do outside of this. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm not too pressed on like you know what I'm saying, changing because mm-hmm. then it's a whole another issue and it's like now I gotta buy these polos again. <laughs> <laughs> and them polos were not tell you them khakis. polos were hot. <laughs> them polos are hot and thick. And I said, what the hell is this? That's why I joined sports so you could wear like the sports gear to go to class and stuff because then you have an excuse to. To look nice yeah, and yeah. decent, you could kind of like really put on, put together an outfit with the with the sport shit. With them polos, it was hot. Listen, and no jeans. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have. I don't know how it was for you, Ryan, but I didn't have a choice of where I went. It was just like you're going. First of all, I didn't even want to apply. <laughs> I was forced to apply. Then after I applied, I was forced to go i wanted to go to high tech i did not want to go to that facility that oh i shot my god in. high tech was everybody's like i want to go to high tech uh i wanted to go there so anymore. bad <laughs> just be messing around with like what's your major that was the closest thing we would have gotten to pca and them school them high school depictions on tv of oh yeah, 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 yeah like that's the closest we got so yes everybody wanted to go to high tech <laughs> like i'm not actually trying to Learn it's probably the closest you'll get to college too. Is like you got a major, <laughs> you now you're wearing whatever you want. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but do you remember like the process of that? Like you have to wait outside for a raffle number. I think that's why mm-hmm. I ultimately didn't end up going to high tech or even applying because I was like, I'm not standing outside to be told no. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had applied for like a program there and I had an audition and. You had an audition. My dad refused to take me because he said you're going to McNair. So, and bear in mind, if this comes across my dad's ears somehow, bear in mind, I hadn't even gotten into McNair yet. So, (laughs) we just, you know, I hadn't even gotten in yet. But I was like, yeah, I'm not taking you because you're going to McNair. So, wait, what's your homeschool? Is it Lincoln? Yes. Yes. Girl, that would have been your fallback, and you. <laughs> yes, he was just like, "I'm not taking you because you're going to McNair." Didn't even hear back from McNair yet, so. You would have gagged. You would have been like, "Well, I, I didn't get in there." Guess I'm going. I with... to Dickinson. You would have went to Dickinson. Yeah, I applied to Dickinson. Oh, I was one of those kids. I was like, you know what? Wherever my homeschool is, that's just going to be the answer. Um, and we discussed a lot of great things in regards to. The city, I hope everybody take in what we were talking about and what we said. Um, I just want to reiterate, make sure that you're going out there, getting information that you need just for you to vote properly, get to know the people who are running, get to know the people who are in office currently, um, and just see what the options are and see how you could get involved with your community. If there's nothing there, start something. Start talking, at least. Look at your neighbor and be like, hey, did you hear about this bullshit that's that's happening? (laughs) Do you see this fat ass building that's being built? If you have information that you know of, don't be afraid to share it and have discussions with your community, right? It's nothing to talk to your neighbor. It's nothing mm-hmm. to talk to people that's on your block or in your building or wherever the case may be. 
Um, so yeah, just take everything that we said and I hope you go out and go make proper decisions. And hopefully, and if you are somebody who do not live in Jersey City, because we do have listeners who come in from like other major cities, like say like LA or New York, especially. Um, and if you live in those cities, get to know those people there too. New York is having an election. And I also feel the need to mention this because what happens in New York City does occasionally affect what's happening in Jersey City as well. Mm-hmm. Let me just, New York's mail race is going to hell right now. Let me just want to emphasize that. It's going to hell. Lord have mercy. If you are in New York City, please do your research. Y'all options over there, hot garbage. What the fuck? I feel like that's always the case, though. I know, but damn. Like, damn. Like, as an adult, (laughs) like, my first time paying attention to this, I'm pretty sure there's New Yorkers who are desensitized to it because they're like, it's always some bullshit. But just no good options. Eric Adams, garbage. (laughs) A black man who talked about, I joined the police because I wanted to change the police. Are you dumb? And then you have uh, Andrew Yang, this uh, this dude who tried I keep to forget that he's not a he's not a mean hip hop kid. <laughs> that he's a real person. I keep did forgetting that he's actually running for mayor. What he said? He was like, they asked, "Did you watch Z Way's interview with him? If you haven't, yeah, please." Shout out Z Way. He was like, "My favorite Jay Z song is Encore. Encore." Because <laughs> they got the Lincoln Park mashup. <laughs> 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 and then going to say his favorite train stop is Times what? Square. What? <laughs> the only correct answer is West Fourth, because you hop every time. <laughs> There's always something crazy going on at Washington Square Park. Okay. <laughs> Shit, I said you had all of New York, and you chose this was your answer. Forty no, seconds. So... He's still an encore. Because. <laughs> Why? Man, choose why can I live? Like <laughs> <laughs> I would have took one of like recent songs, like Blueprint Three type shit. You know what I mean? Like he didn't even give us that. He talked about some encore. And what what album is that? Is it the Black Album or some shit like that? Yeah. Like why would you say that? <laughs> he could have said "Dirt Off My Shoulders," Nine Nine Frowns, Lucifer. There's so many <laughs> songs on that album. And went easy, which I feel like instead of Empire State of Mind, he could have at least went easy and said that. You no, then he's gonna have the nerve to say, <laughs> I think he said niggas in Paris or something like that. He didn't say niggas, but he said like ninjas. I was about to say, like, he said what? Ninjas in Paris. That's one of his songs. I said, Andrew Yang, you do not know anything that is being said in niggas in Paris. You can't tell me a damn thing that was said in that song. So you can't even sing 75% of that song, sir. <laughs> yeah, like, that, that's your go to? No. Got it. Like you said, I would. That's why I said I would have took anything from Blueprint Three, like Empire State of Mind, some shit. Run this town. I don't know. There's there's options. There's ways you could have went around it. (laughs) You could you could have just picked another artist. (laughs) Right. Like I'm more of a Nas guy myself. (laughs) Or there's other genres of artists that come from New York. Like you didn't even have to go for like. You know he's a hip hop. He's a hip hop man. <laughs> no, oh, yeah. is. He reminds me of the Asian people that live here in Jersey City. They're not necessarily <laughs> hip hop fans. They like it because that's what's popular. <laughs> mm. 
So he would have said like pop smoke, something like that, something crazy. Imagine if he would have said pop like, smoke. Shake the room, yeah, that's my favorite track. It's like no way. <laughs> Imagine no way he's he listening to to, to to Jay Critch. <laughs> Dave East or some shit. Imagine. I would have cried. I would have been like Andrew. <laughs> Life can't be that hard for you, Andrew. <laughs> so, yes, New York, because I know we have a good amount of New York listeners. Well, um, and please do your part. Lord have mercy. And please, for goodness sakes, if this MTA raises any uh, any cent. They raise in fares. My, my grandfather was telling me that MTA used to really cost him like 15 cents. You remember coming up, it was like a dollar. Like it was like a dollar, a dollar fifty at one point, two seventy-five. It stayed at two fifty for a minute. And then we got to two seventy-five and they really lost it. They lost me. You lost me. Two seventy-five is crazy. Even the buses here, two two dollars ten cent. Remember when that rose? It did? Oh yo, y'all don't be taking a bus. So no, I, be, I told you I'd be walking to Journal Square. <laughs> like, these feet I'll are free. I'll never forget. I went home, <laughs> went to school, came back, and I think this was like t- 2018 or some shit like that, right? Remember the bus was like what a dollar seventy five or like a dollar fifty, some shit like that, or something like that. Yes, I walked on that bitch one day. She said two ten. I said, "Huh? Excuse me." <laughs> What I said for I this. <laughs> you sure you were on the 119 headed to Bayonne or New York? Because no, that shit said two dollars and ten cent Montgomery West Side. Yeah, so, so that's <laughs> why I don't play with the bus. Because you, you don't know what it costs until you get on it, and now you look embarrassed. Because <laughs> you gotta step right back off. <laughs> I, I was just like, "Ma'am, I already gave you a dollar seventy-five. <laughs> you just I can't let me tell you. Like, you gotta put this on the window outside, like a fat <laughs> ass sign. <laughs> here I go, just coming on here. I'm about to go play tennis today. I'm about to take the bus. Ah, egg on my face. It was terrible, but yeah, even even the light rail went up." I know niggas hopped the light rail. That. <laughs> Nobody paying attention to that. <laughs> light rail went up. I thought it was free. <laughs> yeah. I took the light rail to Garfield the other day, and I was like, "This shit is this shit saying two seventy five? Is that what it's saying to be?" I said, "Not this is being the MTA." <laughs> right. Oh, but either way, so yes, so that's what's going on. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Devin Hour Friday Spotlight. Um, be on the lookout for more episodes with other content creators, organizers, community leaders, all that good stuff, or just special topics. Friday Spotlight is a series where we're just going to talk about things that we feel as though are very important. And when I say we, I mean me and the guests that happen to come up on here. If this does well, maybe a part three of Jersey City. Who knows? Question mark. Um, but thank you to everyone who listen to the first episode because it was just kind of something that I felt like was really needed at the time and I'm happy that people took very well to it and I'm happy that that turned out to be um, one of the better episodes of that season that everybody really went to 
So it makes me feel good. And I'm happy that people are really taking kindly to the people who are guests on the show. I have gotten a lot of comments from like like my friends being on here, like you guys being on here. People really appreciate like the Jersey City representation that is being put on this podcast. So I'm hearing it and hopefully we get to do more of that. Um, probably highlight some amazing community leaders in Jersey City. I mean, that's an idea. Content creators out of here. Um, am I just going to dedicate my whole Friday spotlight to Jersey City? Stay tuned. Who knows? <laughs> so thank you so much for tuning in. And I will catch you guys next time. Make sure you check out the Monday show with me and Joe, where we talk about your favorite celebrities in all pop culture and drag them and eat them up for filth. Period. And let us know what you think. Alrighty then. Bye. <laughs>